The LA Kings depth at forward has advantages in several areas, and we'll be discussing them on today's episode of Locked On LA Kings. Plus, we play Name That King and answer some listener questions. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On LA Kings, we are going to talk about some of the team's forwards that could be on the fringe of making the NHL and why they are important. Plus, we'll test your knowledge of former Kings players and read some listener email. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked On LA Kings. I'm a 20-plus year radio reporter for the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm the network's NHL insider and co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show, which has put out a show every week for the past 16 years. And I'm a lifelong LA Kings fan. Now, we've talked a lot over the past week about the young forwards that the Kings are putting in the mix for starting positions or roster spots in the NHL for this coming season. Guys like Arthur Kaliev, Gabe Velarde, Rasmus Kupari, Carl Grundstrom, and Jarrett Anderson-Dolan. I suppose you'd have to include Leas Anderson in that group, even though I'm not a big fan of his, but he is currently on the Kings roster, and he was re-signed on a one-year deal this offseason. Now, there is another group of forwards that could push for a spot this year if they take a big step in training camp or in the preseason. Maybe they start the AHL season off well, and uh, that forces the Kings to give them a shot. There's another reason why they could play as well. We'll talk about in a minute. But players like Samuel Fagamo, Alex Turcott, Tyler Madden, Aiden Dudas, and Akil Thomas. I think Fagamo, who's a left winger, probably looks to be on track to have the best shot of this second group of forwards. Now, if you're unfamiliar with him, he's a 22-year-old left winger from Sweden. He was a second-round pick of the Kings, 50th overall in the 2019 draft. In his first full season in the AHL this past year, he was fourth on the team in scoring with 27 goals, 17 assists for 44 points in 63 games for the Reign. Fagamo recently was singled out for his play by Mike Donnelly, former Kings player and member of the team's developmental department. This at the team's recent developmental camp. Fagamo capped off a solid week by scoring a hat-trick in the team's scrimmage on the final day of camp. Now, it's unlikely any of this second group of forwards will get more than just a handful of games in the NHL this coming season, but it is still an important group to keep an eye on, and not just for the future. I think there is a tendency uh, for a lot of fans to uh, think, and I, I get this because you know, you've know you got a, a good, deep group of prospects in your organization, and this is a team that is looking to be a contender now, so you look at some of these second group guys, if you want to call them that, as as trade pieces, and you, know, you use these guys to bring in uh, certain specific pieces that you need to fill in a roster that could contend for a Stanley Cup, and that, and that could very well be the case at some point. But having good organizational depth is also great insurance against something that we all know is unpredictable, but pretty much inevitable, and that is injuries. We are all hoping that Victor Arvidsson will be 100% healthy and ready to go for the start of the season after off-season back surgery, but clearly in his specific case, the Kings are going to be cautious, they're going to take their time, they're going to make sure that they do everything they can to have Arvidsson at the end of the year rather than worry about the beginning of the year. Yes, a start to a season is important, but it's also very important to have all your guns firing at the right time. And of course, Victor Arvidsson missed the entire postseason against the Edmonton Oilers. And so there are going to be injuries. That's just a an unfortunate fact of life in the NHL because of the physical nature of it. And we certainly had our share of injuries last season. So it's going to happen. You hope that they don't happen 
in certain times of the season, important times of the season. You hope that they don't happen to certain positions or maybe you're a little thinner at those positions than other, but they're going to happen and you just hope they're not season-ending injuries. If When those injuries happen, you're hoping they're for a few days or maybe a couple of weeks at the most. But again, they're going to happen. It's just it's just the reality of life in the NHL. And that obviously creates opportunities for players who might not otherwise get a chance to maybe open some eyes. And then that leads to greater roles for players. I think you can look at no greater example than Sean Dursey uh, of last year, a Kings defenseman. Um, not that he was tagged as some, you know, can't miss prospect necessarily. He was a young player that, that, you know, the organization had high hopes for that could eventually step up and show he could play at the NHL level. But he got his opportunity sooner than expected due to the injuries uh, on the back end for the Kings. And to his full credit, he took advantage of those opportunities. And so much so that uh, he is now slated to start the season on the team's third pairing. So again, that's just a, a very easy and obvious example of things that could happen for this second group of forwards. If if there is unfortunately an injury, that does open a door for other players and maybe they take full advantage of that. If that's the case, we hope that they do. Um, but uh, the bottom line is that the Kings do appear to be in great shape with their organizational depth at the forward position, thanks to obviously some good drafting. Um, and we'll see how it plays out. Could some of those guys be key pieces in uh, bringing in someone in a major trade. It's a possibility. Uh, could they be key pieces in filling in for those injuries that are going to occur, whether we like them or not? We'll have to see. But again, it's we've talked about it before. The depth and the quality of young prospects in the Kings organization is nothing but good. All right? There's no downside to this. At worst, you're you're worried about having slots to plug them in, and if they don't have slots to plug in, because the players above them are just too good, then you have to worry about, okay, do we re-sign them? Do we trade them away and get some assets in return because we just don't have room for them? But again, those are all great problems to have. Now, if you want to place a wager on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, on our Friday shows, especially during the offseason, I want to have a little fun and have a couple of specific weekly segments. Now, this is all subject to change, but. You know, it's nice to be kind of organized in my mind about how I would like things to go for the show. So, again, the Friday shows, um, you know, unless there's some obviously uh, big news, it'll be a little bit more fun as we go into the weekend. Uh, and so I did this last week and uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know if anybody else did, but we're going to play another edition of Name That King. It's it's a little bit of trivia, I guess, if you've been a Kings fan for as long as I have to try and figure out if you know who these players are. Maybe you actually remember watching them play fondly like I do. Um, if you're a newer fan and you don't know these guys, consider it a bit of a L.A. Kings history lesson. So here we go. We're going to play Name That King. Can you figure out who this former Kings player is? Uh, this former King was born in Montreal, Quebec in 1974. He would play over 1,000 NHL games in his 16-year career. 595 of those games came in nine seasons 
in Los Angeles. After playing for the St. Louis Blues and New York Rangers, he was traded from New York to L.A. on March 14, 1996, along with Ray Ferraro, what would turn out to be uh, eventually Kings captain Matthias Nordstrom, along with Nathan Lafayette and a draft pick. In exchange, Yari Curry, Marty McSorley, and Shane Churla headed out of Los Angeles. Now, this former King became one of the most popular L.A. Kings during his playing time, despite never scoring more than 10 goals in a season. Uh, He had 100 penalty minutes in eight of his nine seasons with the Kings. Uh, He was never afraid to drop the gloves or sacrifice his body to help the team. Uh, He became a free agent in 2004, where he would then sign with the Colorado Avalanche and play there for four seasons. He then ended up playing one more season in Philadelphia. He would eventually retire from the NHL two years later after missing two seasons due to health issues after being struck in the face by a puck on two separate occasions. And despite not playing in 2011, he was awarded the Masterton Trophy for dedication and perseverance to hockey. He officially retired on June 12th of 2011, but just 17 days later, he was named Director of Player Development for the Philadelphia Flyers. The following year, he also served as an assistant coach for the Flyers. And on June 5th of 2021, he was named head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the Flyers AHL affiliate, where he is to this day. Can you name this former king? He wore number 22 for L.A. His nickname was Lappy. The king's player is Ian LaPerriere. And I have very fond memories of Lappy. Uh, like I said, he was one of the fan favorites. And because he was so willing to put himself on the line, uh, blocking shots, getting in fights, doing whatever he could to spark the club. Wasn't the greatest offensive player in the world. He'd chip in with a goal every now and then, but one of those blood and guts guys that uh, if you're a hockey fan, you just love those guys. And Ian LaPerriere was one of the favorites. And uh, certainly if you you don't know who he is, it's worth a Google search just to check out his picture uh, because he has the face of a hockey player. His, His nose is frankly deformed and mangled uh, kind of on one side of his face because of all the punches and the pucks that he took to his face. But uh, again, uh, Ian LaPerriere, this this week's Name That King. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at BetOnline. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So as I said, uh, I hope to have uh, also a weekly Locked On LA Kings feedback segment, questions and comments about the Kings, this show, or anything else that you have. Uh, the email address, by the way, is LockedOnEddie, E-D-D-I-E. That's LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. So we have a couple of emails uh, to, to talk about. Our first one comes from Japan, which is exciting because it's you never know where people are listening with uh, the internet and with... Uh, with podcasts, uh, and very cool to hear from John Gibson, although he assures me it is not the Ducks goalie. Uh, So here's the email from John in Japan. He says, I am the sports editor at the Japan News, a Cal State Fullerton grad from the 80s, and a Kings fan since the 1981-82 season. Uh, Glad to hear your energy on the show as I work out and listen from Tokyo. Best of luck to you. My question is, I've lived in Japan for 30 years now, but it still seems to me that the Kings fan base is regularly discarded as a small chunk of the L.A. sports scene or not significant. Because I have not lived in the area for so long, I'm just wondering why you think this persists 
Uh, and he says, once Wayne Gretzky graced the ice in L.A., it led the team to the Stanley Cup final. He essentially ushered in a new wave of supporters who have helped grow the sport in the hearts of Angelinos. And it sounds like uh, uh, John possibly was one of those. I know I was certainly one of those fans who came on board um, when number 99 decided to come to Los Angeles. Uh, I just want to say, John, by the way, real quick, as a Cal State Fullerton grad from the 80s, uh, I'm guessing you probably remember when Cal State Fullerton played football against my alma mater, Fresno State, where I graduated in the 90s. Uh, and some Southern Californians might be might be wondering, what? Cal State Fullerton had a football team? Yes, yes. Back in the day, and it wasn't that long ago, like I said, in the 80s, Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach State, um, University of the Pacific, all had football programs, and uh, they would play my alma mater, Fresno State. I remember that back when I was a kid. Unfortunately, because of uh, the amount of money that it takes to support a football program, those schools all did get rid of their football programs. But anyway, John, I wonder if you remember any old Cal State Fullerton football games. As for your question, um, you know, I think the Kings have carved themselves out a very nice spot in the L.A. sports culture. Um, Are they ever going to be as popular as the Lakers or the Dodgers? No, they're not. Those two... Um, those two organizations are, are, I think, too well established and too successful in this fan base um, to ever, you know, be overtaken. Frankly, but I think the Kings honestly could be a a very solid number two team. Uh, I know that the NFL is back with the with the Rams and the Chargers, uh, and the Chargers obviously just won a Super Bowl. Um, but those two teams are still working on growing a fan base. The Kings fan base is already established. Um, you know, the Clippers are always going to be kind of an afterthought in my opinion. Um, you know, you've got a couple of MLS teams here, but look, it's, it's obviously a very, very busy, uh, sports landscape here in Los Angeles and the Kings though. I think they've carved, like I said, I think they've carved themselves out a nice little spot. Um, are they ever going to get as much attention to some of those other sports? No, but they do have their place. And I think when they're successful, I think they will get their share of coverage in the local media. Um, you know, I will say this about hockey fans, as you probably know, John, and, and everyone else that's listening to this podcast, hockey fans are arguably the most hardcore fan base in all of sports. You don't find a lot of casual hockey fans. You will find casual fans of baseball and basketball and football, but if you're a hockey fan, you're a hockey fan. Um, and I think part of the reason why you become so hardcore is that it's not easy to be a hockey fan. Sometimes you have to really go out and find the news. You're probably not going to get reports often on the Kings on the local news or even in the L.A. Times, for that matter, to be honest, um, because of kind of the pecking order and what those, you know, those types of entities feel deserves more coverage. Um, so you really got to find it out with places like this, with like this podcast. So I, but I, like I said, um, I don't know if, if the fan base is dismissed. But I also would say that there is a need for kind of secondary coverage from places like podcasts and blogs and things like that. So um, like it, the good news for me is there is an audience for this, I think. Um, but like I said, I, I think the Kings have a very solid core of fans. And I think when they're successful, like we hope they're going to be in the next couple of years, you will see the local media come out kind of out of the woodwork a bit to give the team a little bit more coverage. But, you know, hockey is also a sport that is a bit of a niche sport. So while the Kings do have, I think, a significant hardcore group of fans, 
when they really do get that extra coverage is when they're successful and those fringe fans do kind of come on board uh, to check out and see what is going on. Uh, our second email comes from Tommy Cunningham, and Tommy did not list where he is from, um, and that's fine, but it, it, you know it's great to find out that John is in Japan. Uh, Tommy, I'd love to know where you're listening, and anybody that wants to email in the future, if you could, just include where you're listening from, because it just... For no other reason than I personally love to know where we're, that we have Kings fans at. We always assume it's just in Southern California, but I'm sure that's not necessarily the case. Uh, but Tommy's email says, hey, Eddie, I've really enjoyed your recent podcast for the Kings. You're becoming my go-to sports commentator for them. I'd love to hear a summary of your thoughts on our division rivals moves at the draft and free agency. Seems like Vegas, the Oilers, and Kings should finish in the top of the division with the Canucks and Flames potentially making the playoffs. Also, you teased a segment about players that might go through waivers to start the season. I look forward to that one. I feel like re-signing Lemieux has forced Kupari to start the season in the AHL to avoid putting two young forwards on waivers to start the season. Uh, lastly, uh, Movarari probably wouldn't be picked up on waivers, but I wouldn't be against him and Bjornfoot and Spence being on the top AHL pairing to start the season. I think they would make a great pairing in the NHL someday. Thank you for the email, Tommy. Um, We are going to talk a lot more uh, next week about the defensive core for the LA Kings. Um, So we'll save uh, any comments on Molarari and Bjornfoot and Spence for uh, for next week. Um, As far as giving an update on uh, Pacific Division rivals, uh, I absolutely plan on doing that um, at various times during the offseason. And certainly, I hope to have a kind of a weekly spot for that during the season. It's not going to be an in-depth dive on what's going on with the other Pacific Division teams, but just a real quick uh, major news involving those teams because obviously those are the teams that the Kings are going to be competing for for playoff spots. So um, I think I'm going to wait and hold off on on maybe a deeper dive on that until things the dust kind of settles in free agency. But just to give you a kind of a, a sample of it, I guess, would be, for example, the Calgary Flames are obviously taking a, a pretty major step back, it appears, they lost their MVP and uh, their leading scorer, Johnny Goudreau, who left in the offseason and signed in Columbus. They're about to lose their second leading scorer, Matthew Kachuk, who Kings fans know very well from his feud with uh, Drew Doughty. Um, but the, the Flames, obviously, they can't afford to lose him for nothing. And he's told them he's not interested in signing long-term in Calgary. So they are, as we speak, I'm sure, working on a trade for Matthew Kachuk. So that's going to come down soon. And, and we'll see what they get in return for him, but obviously they're not negotiating from a position of strength because every other team in the NHL knows that they have to move him. Uh, so we'll see what they get in return for Matthew Kachuk. So Calgary certainly uh, the, the reigning Pacific Division champs are taking a step back this coming season. You mentioned Vegas; they're a very intriguing team. They are they are up against the salary cap. They're actually over the cap. They're even over the cap after they shipped off one of their best forwards, Max Pacioretty, to Carolina for nothing, for literally nothing, just to get his his money off the books. And they're still over the cap. So um, there are changes to be made for Vegas. Um, I think their goaltending situation is still very much a question mark with Robin Leonard there. And he's a guy who's been going through injury issues as well as some other things off the ice in his history. Um, they've got a coaching change there as well. And like I said, they still got moves to make to get under the cap. So there is definitely some, uh, some turbulence going on with Vegas. That said, they're still very talented. And after underachieving a year ago, and now that they've got Jack Eichel for a full season, I do expect them to be back in the playoff hunt again. 
Edmonton probably is, is other than the Kings, has kind of had the most stable offseason so far. They did bring in Jack Campbell to shore up their goaltending position. I think he's an improvement. I don't think he's a huge improvement, but I do think he's an improvement over Mike Smith. Um, they also brought back Evander Kane as well, so they've retained some of their pieces. So I think the Oilers will probably be the favorite as it looks right now, uh, along with the Kings going into the Pacific Division to who will win the division. Uh, you also mentioned the Canucks, and uh, they're an interesting team. I think they're they're behind all the other teams we just mentioned, but Bruce Boudreaux will be brought in for a full season. He is a great regular season coach. Not so great in the playoffs, but has showed in the past that he's a guy who can motivate a team in the regular season. Calgary's a, a bit of a, I guess, a dark horse maybe. And then you've got you know the Sharks and the Ducks and, and the Kraken. I think they're clearly the have-nots when you're talking about the Pacific Division. So there's a little taste of a uh, uh, you know checking in on our division rivals. Uh, and I definitely want to make that a part of the Locked on LA Kings podcast going forward. And even when the season starts, to just give you maybe a quick couple of minutes, maybe on a Friday or a Monday, with what's going on with some of those teams that we're going to be competing for, for playoff spots. Uh, other than that, um, thank you guys for the email address. Um, again, if you would like to send an email on anything that I've talked about in recent uh, podcasts or anything that uh, is just on your mind, um, I, I welcome your feedback uh, and your comments, whether you want it to be read on the air or just want to uh, give me some feedback. Again, the uh, email address is LockedOnEddie at Gmail, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at Gmail. Dot com. Uh, now, again, I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, but I do want to let you know about it because coming up on Monday, we are scheduled to launch the Locked on LA Kings YouTube channel, uh, the companion to this podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, I would greatly appreciate your support over there as well to like and subscribe and follow the Locked on LA Kings YouTube channel. I'll be putting um, the links to it uh, on the Twitter account. Uh, and uh, we'll be giving out the information as well on Monday's show. So keeping fingers crossed that that whole thing goes smoothly. I, like, I, like I've said, I'm a, I'm a veteran radio guy. Haven't done much on the uh, TV side or the video side of things. So this is going to be a new experience for me. But I am excited about it and looking forward to finding another way to connect with LA Kings fans. I did mention the Twitter account. If you would like to follow us on Twitter um, and also you know keep up to date on the latest things going on with the LA Kings, the Twitter account is... Locked on LA Kings, or excuse me, at Locked on LA Kings, the Twitter account, locked at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, so if you could please follow us on Twitter uh, and uh, retweet things uh, like the episodes of the show, that would be very much appreciated. Really appreciate your support. And uh, thank you very much for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. We talked about the Matthew Kachuk's uh, drama that's going on. I'm sure the Locked On NHL channel is definitely talking about that pretty much every day until that gets resolved. Our Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening to Locked On LA Kings. Uh, Have a great weekend. I'm Eddie Garcia reminding you as always, go Kings go.